0: stylings of Soul Asylum and Nothing to Write Home About. It's going to kick us off on this brand new episode of Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour. My name is Greg. My co-host on the West Coast I I was an accidental rhyme and I'm sticking with it. My co-host on the West Coast,
1: Chad Smart. Chad, what's up, buddy? Hey, is that going to be the new thing, like your co-host of the year on Nerd United? Yeah, can be the co-host from the West Coast?
0: I like it. Co-host the from the West, West Coast? Coast, Coast. No, it's going to have to be co-host from the West Coast. I don't know why. Right. It just
1: flows because that's
0: – you know, I'm, I'm like Vince McMahon. If it's not my idea, it's not a good idea.
1: Hmm. Understandable. Understandable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, we're back for another 30 minutes of pure – Unadulterated entertainment for your listening pleasure. And like you said, we kicked that song, kicked the show off with some Soul Asylum just because it uses the words of the title of the film that we're going to be discussing. And uh, because I'm going to stretch for time, I'm going to tell you I, I don't know, are you a Soul Asylum fan, Greg?
0: Uh, runaway Drain's about the, the most that I ever
1: got into him. Okay. Yes, that Runaway Train came out after my freshman year of college, and at my freshman year of college, we had a thing called Spring Fling. I think that's what it's called. Spring something. It was a, con- it was a carnival in the springtime, had a band performed, and the year of that I was said freshman, the concert was Soul Asylum with Meat Puppets opening. I had no idea who either band was. Uh, Meat Puppets, if you have heard the – Nirvana Unplugged album. They show up and play a couple of their songs with Nirvana. And then Soul Asylum would go on to be huge about three months later with the success of Runaway, Tw- Runaway Train, not Tutu Twain. Which is a whole other joke.
0: <laughs> I was really uh, hoping the, but, the, the side, like there's the, the B side is Runaway
1: Twain. Yeah, I and mean, it's just all about uh, Mark Twain writing down the mississippi yeah we'll go with that i don't know but nothing to write home about is off their follow-up album let let your dim light shine and to me that is probably my favorite 90s alternative album better than nirvana better than pearl jam i prefer the soul asylum but then again i've been told i belong in an asylum so maybe that's why
0: I I could see both of uh, all of those good points. Uh, what about while we're talking briefly, where do you sit
1: on Collective Soul? Oh yeah, that, that's a band. Okay, and- uh, I know Shine, and that's that's my uh, beginning and ending knowledge of Collective Soul. Did you know that
0: Dolly Parton did a cover of Shine? I did not, but now I'm going to have to look that up. You should, and then apologize to your ears. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's fine in in, in the uh, realm of you know Dolly Parton, so you know what you're getting. Um, but uh, yeah, she did a cover of Shine. and But they I saw – we're getting way off topic. Apparently, we both really want to talk about uh, this week's movie. Um, but I saw Collective Soul and The Spin Doctors in 2005, mm-hmm. I believe it was. At the Deadwood Jam, Deadwood, South Dakota. Um, it's up there in the Black Hills. Hey, look, if you're listening to this and you've never been to South Dakota, you could do a lot worse than going to Deadwood. It's got that like old frontier, you know, old West type of feel to it. Uh, Kevin Costner, I believe at one point owned a lot of property up in that area. Um, Deadwood, good, good little town.
1: And, and a good show from what I hear.
0: I uh, never never saw it. Uh, I think maybe I watched an episode. I, I take it back. I, I watched a portion of an episode uh, and went on to other things. But, yeah,
1: I did hear it was a good show. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it since the movie came out last summer, but I've not gotten around to being able to sit down and pay attention. But uh, it's got T- Timothy Oliphant, who I really loved in Justified, and it's got Dar- not Darren not Garrett Dillahunt, get the words correct, Garrett Dillahunt who was in Raising Hope who uh, I became a big fan of after that show and there's another actor named Garrett Hedlund which every time I see his name I get really excited and then realize it's not Garrett Dillahunt and then I get depressed
0: well let's talk about another movie that <laughs> came out about 10 years ago uh, almost oddly enough almost to the day February 5th 2010 mm. it's a romantic drama war film starring Amanda C Seyfried Seyfried and Channing Tatum it's Dear John Thank you Don't worry about it I'm Savannah John Nice to meet you John (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks together That's all it took two weeks for
1: me to fall for you. Special Forces, huh? Yes, sir. Oh, you're on leave. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, I think I am.
0: Full moon tonight?
1: It actually doesn't matter where
0: you are in the world. It's never bigger than your thumb. Hey, Pop, I got somebody I want you to meet. I like your dad. He loves you. I can tell, even if you can't. The way people act around you, it's like they're scared of you. Why don't you get your hands off I just scared of who I used to be. You don't scare me, John. Well, you scare me. I got to go back. Just like that. (laughs) So where are they going to send you? Right in the middle of it all?
1: So I'll see you soon, then.
0: I'll see you soon, then. Dear John, tell me everything. Write it all down. That way, we'll be with each other all the time, even if we're not with each other at all.
1: A full moon here tonight, which makes me think of you half a world away.
0: Letter number eight. Letter number 33. Dear John, I miss you so much, it hurts. Question permission to extend my tour, sir. You've decided you're going back?
1: All I know is I want to stay here with you as long as I possibly can, and I need you to tell me. I don't.
0: John, tonight you're here with me. All right, Chad, Dear John, Mm. an adaptation of Nicholas Sparks' 2006 novel of the same name. Uh, So, this was a Greg selection, because... I didn't, I never heard of the first two movies that we did until we did them. Uh, Dear John is your pretty prototypical chick flick, except with the added, like, there's some war in it, so maybe the guys will pay attention. Um, there's not enough war in it for the guys to pay attention. Let's talk about Dear John.
1: Yeah, I asked you before we went on um, and started recording if you'd seen the notebook, because I wanted to see where your Nicholas Sparks knowledge, so what, what your knowledge level was.
0: I saw the notebook 2005-ish um, when I was living in Nebraska, and obviously that was the time that I went to Deadwood, um, but it I saw the notebook at the urging of uh, my girlfriend at the time, who – that didn't work out. I'm not blaming the notebook, but it certainly didn't help. Um, But no, so – Oh I am. I am. I was getting ready to (laughs) – So I think this is the second Nicholas Sparks movie venture that I've ever taken. Um, The the notebook was not willing. Uh, I was not a willing participant. This one, I said, oh, hey – This looks a little more mainstream. This might be a movie that our listeners have actually heard of. So it's my fault. I apologize.
1: Well, I I think, you know, if you've, if you're listening to this and you've seen Dear John, um, cool. And if you haven't, um, you're probably like Greg and myself. You've probably avoided it on purpose. And, you know, I think you could do a lot worse. Then dear John, but yeah, this plot line, I just, I mean, to summarize the plot very quickly, Channing Tatum is on leave from the army meets Amanda Seyfried. They spend two weeks together, fall in love. He goes back to war. They write letters. 9 11 happens because you know, anytime you can bring 9 11 into a movie, it's going to be a winner. He re-enlists for another two years. She gets, um, I guess, you know, sad that he's not around, breaks up with him via a Dear John letter. And by the way, his name actually is John, so it is a Dear John letter. Like, the level of creativity in this movie is
0: can, off the charts. Can I just say that I didn't put – like, I didn't know what a quote-unquote Dear John letter was until mm-hmm. our very close personal friend, a mutual friend, Travis Yates – uh mm-hmm. tweeted at us when when you disclosed what movie we were watching for this episode and you know he made a comment about his dad receiving his own dear john letter and you know in in having him on you know listening to your shows and having him on nerd united mm-hmm. a couple of times you know he he was I don't want to call it a broken home but you know his parents separated mm-hmm. uh and and so I was like oh so, apparently, a Dear John letter is when somebody's essentially
1: getting dumped. Yeah, you know, back in the day, and I say back in the day, meaning before, like the last three years, people would actually break up legitimately with people. Now we just ghost them. So, you know, times have changed. And maybe not, you don't get a Dear John letter anymore. But I know we got a lot of responses on Twitter. I say a lot, it was three which actually is a lot of engagement for uh, anything our podcast related. Hopefully the next year that will change, but we got a lot of comments asking if we were watching the Judd Hurst show from the late eighties, which oddly enough also featured Jerry Burns, who is amazing and justified along with Timothy Oliphant. So you should go watch that show for sure. But uh, yeah, and that show, I you know, if we started watching TV shows, I would recommend Dear John. It was a, uh, a a good show that ran for a few seasons on NBC, but but no, this is a movie, and Chading uh, Tatum is no Judd Hirsch.
0: But I mean, really, who is beside Judd Hirsch? Exactly.
1: Uh, anyway, going back to the plot, yeah. they break up, and Amanda Seyfried gets married to someone else. Channing Tatum comes home. They run into each other. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the ending. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, the plot of this movie, the one positive that I can say for this movie is it's an hour and 45 minutes, and it didn't feel like an hour and 45 minutes. I thought the movie moved at a great speed, but that may be because uh, there was nothing to slow this movie down because (laughs) the, the plot of this movie is so deep that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper wrote a song about it. This plot of this movie is, or this story is so flat that Kyrie Irving calls it earth. This plot is so thin. Kate Moss told it to eat something. It is so simple. Ben Stiller refers to it as Jack. (laughs) And it's so basic that white girls call it pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte and Ugg boots. That's all I got. <laughs> Those
0: were the jokes you were working on all day.
1: That's how I spent my day. Yep, <laughs> we we do not. I take these researching very seriously on this show. I mean, so. I. I <laughs>
0: that was well. That was well done, sir. I am proud. Uh, thank you. I am proud of you. <laughs> While I was out there uh, slaving away. You were,
1: you were making better use of uh, your time. I, I was making, you know, I was uh, I was inspired by uh, the last Democratic debate, watching Amy Klobuchar do her best stand-up routine. So I'd like I can I can be this good. Uh, but getting back to dear John, one note that of, uh, you know, one thing that it has going for it that will put it in the history books is you mentioned it came out in February, February of two thousand ten it was the movie to unseat avatar as the reigning box office champion for the week
0: right uh and not only that uh but it grossed 80 million dollars on not an 80 million dollar budget i mean it as far as you know it only had 25 million dollar budget um I should say, well, I'm, I'm seeing conflicting information on the same, but, uh, a budget of 25 million box office says 115. Maybe I'm looking at it incorrectly. It's possible. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. 80,000 or 80 million in North America and 35 million elsewhere for a worldwide total of 115. I was mistaken. I didn't read far enough on this page that usually is so reliable with information. Um, as you mentioned, it knocked off Avatar. Avatar had been uh, uh, the box office champ for seven weekends. And uh, this was the best debut for a film based on a Nicholas Sparks novel. So there you go.
1: Yeah, and I did not research to see what uh, Channing Tatum had done before this. I don't know if Magic Mike had come out or if he was still just the step-up guy. No,
0: I, I, I of course, do believe – uh, and I'll I'll answer that question for you right now. Uh, but I believe that Magic Mike predated this. Just, okay. I've never seen uh, Magic Mike. It's not in my wheelhouse
1: of interest. Um,
0: let's double check here. Yeah.
1: It may end up on this show someday because I, too, have not seen it. it but it is a Steven Sodenberg film, which I find very uh, interesting, given Sodenberg's track record. It's not a movie I would associate with them.
0: So uh Channing Tatum was in She's the Man in 2006. Uh, Step Up was 06. Uh, Step Up to the Streets was 08. Uh, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra was 2009. So that was actually the movie before Dear John. Magic Mike, I was mistaken. Magic Mike didn't come along until 2012. So he had done G.I. Joe and liked being a soldier so much that he went on to be one
1: in... Dear John. yeah, And then Amanda Seafried would have been in Mean Girls before this and probably something else. But Mean Girls, that, that's all you need to watch. Here's, we'll make Fetch happen.
0: Here's one that I, I forgot that Channing Tatum was in this movie, 2005's Coach Carter with Samuel L. Jackson. Do you remember that?
1: Uh, I know that there's a movie called Coach Carter that stars Samuel L. Jackson. Okay.
0: Uh, so – uh, Channing Tatum was in that movie as well and that was actually before uh, the step ups so there you go there's that uh, run down his IMDB um, and uh, yeah so moving on um, what do you, you had some joke by the way Dear John was a British sitcom before it was an American sitcom
1: of course you know. it was you think America comes up with original sitcom ideas? Nope.
0: Please. Uh, so look, dear John as a movie, you know, I, I found it. I'm not going to say like, I don't, I'm trying to be nice, but it was pretty disposable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I had it on, but at one point I was up, you know, I was, uh, I was like Hermes Conrad in, uh, uh, Futurama last night when I was watching this I was up in the kitchen I was making my manwich if you don't watch Futurama that's not gonna really uh, benefit I have seen all. Futurama but I don't get the reference the, towards the end of the run of the show he, Hermes is always eating uh manwich and sometimes it gets stolen he's like my manwich never mind Um, but anyway it was it was fine like it was I mean, I I gave it as much, you know, I hit pause a lot to, uh, you know, get up and leave the room to, you know, so that I, if I didn't give a crap about it, like if I was not watching this for for the show, I would have just let it keep playing. But I was trying to give it, you know, the best option, the, the best shot at success that I could. I didn't hate the movie. I've certainly seen worse chick flicks. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the interesting, I guess, side Plot or side story, uh, side relationship between uh, John and John's dad, who, you know, the uh, Savannah, which is Amanda uh, Seyfried's – am I pronouncing that right? I don't know. Uh, character. Savannah, yeah. Savannah. Uh, but I mean like is Amanda, her last name, how do you pronounce her regular last name? Is it Seyfried?
1: I say Seyfried.
0: Seyfried, okay. Uh,
1: Seyfried, Seyfried. I don't know. I've never met her.
0: Okay, well. She doesn't return my calls, so. If she does – You let me know because that'd be really good for the show. Um, but, uh, you know, she wants to go into like special, you know, a a type of special education. She says, Oh, yeah, you know, I brings up, you know, working with, you know, autistic children and, and talks to John about his dad and, you know, mentions autism and he's like, he's taken aback by it. And you, you can tell that they have an estranged, you know, relationship and it's, you know, or not estranged, but strained, I should say, uh, relationship. And at times you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, maybe that's why he joined the military. I mean, to kind of go off, do his own thing, maybe not have to, I, I don't know. Um, the guy has some redeeming qualities. I mean, you find out he gets shot twice and, you know, when he's, or, or maybe, yeah, twice, but he, I don't know, uh, as a character, I didn't find him unlikable. I just, you know, he he matured as the movie went on because there's like a six or seven year span from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. You know, um, when you see, as you mentioned, you know, in his first deployment, you see 9-11 happen. And so you got to figure he's been in the military since 2000, maybe the front half of 2001. It was maybe when... Uh, they meet. I think she's on spring break and he's on leave. So let's say spring of 2001. And then they pick up again in 2007 when she's married, but the guy is sick and you know, it, he's not going to make it. He's got a little bit of time left, but, you know, she's trying to take care of him and his autistic son. And, and, uh, you know, in the end there, it's, you know, they, they, what do you what do you imagine when you're going to run in you know in, in a small town of twenty five hundred people or however many, you know, you're there's a good chance if you're gonna run into, you know, this ex girlfriend of yours and oh hey, her situation she's available now and well you don't have any prospects, so yeah, let's rekindle that you know love. I don't know. It seemed a little too convenient.
1: I again my knowledge of Nicholas Sparks begins and ends with a notebook. And then now dear John, uh, I'm going to assume that he's not the deepest writer. Uh, it's, I, I would probably care to venture that he is a good beach reading material for women at the beach. And yes, I'm being a little bit sexist and assuming that only women are reading Nicholas Sparks. However, I, I'm with you. I, this movie's not not, you know, like we've watched she devil and, um, Show at the Bedfellow. I, I think this is, I think Dear John is a movie that is probably the most watchable out of the three movies we've done so far. It's not bad, but it's just, it's just there. It is, it's very vanilla. It's, um, the fact that they spend pretty much the second half of the movie apart with Channing Tatum being deployed. And, you know, there's a little twist at the end with who she ends up marrying, but I just, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, this movie's an hour and 45 minutes. You it's have not nothing a, it's, better to do.
0: It's not a big time
1: commitment. We can say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, if you're looking for something that you can not think about and just put on as, you know, more or less background noise, it's, it's fine. And, and the acting is good. And I was surprised to see Henry Thomas in a small role, you know. I always enjoy seeing Henry Thomas show up. Couldn't tell you the last thing that I'd seen him in since probably legends of the fall. I know he was in the house on haunted Hill or Hill house or whatever it was called on Netflix. Um, I came out last year, but as far as acting wise, I haven't seen Henry Thomas in a while. So, and I guess technically this is 10 years old. So take with that, whatever you want. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's a perfectly fine movie. I don't know how, More to say, it's fine. But can we can we talk
0: real quick uh, about Nicholas Sparks? I didn't realize he's from Nebraska. He's from Omaha. Oh well, that makes sense now. (laughs) I uh, I looked up, you know, I just googled Nicholas Sparks books, and you know, of course, uh, The Notebook, Dear John, uh, Walk to Remember. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that was Nicholas Sparks' one that they made that into a movie. Even that predated The Notebook. Um, Mandy Moore. Yep, Mandy Moore, and that uh that guy who mm-hmm. yeah
1: that guy the, yeah the guy that was in the movie with that with that one thing
0: yeah exactly um but if you go back you know before I'm just fascinated by like apparently he found his niche that he just really liked writing these particular types of you know romance books but earlier in his career he wrote a book uh called Wokini, a Lakota journey to happiness and self-understanding.
1: no, oh, I thought, thought you were saying Wotini, and it was going to be about Jawas from Star Wars.
0: No, uh, but, uh. but uh, the, now being in my area that I was up in northwest Nebraska, I was near the Pine Ridge Reservation, which is uh, the Lakota Sioux tribe, and Wotini, translated from Lakota, means seeing a new beginning or seeking a new vision. And according to Amazon, this book will teach you about yourself, show you what it means to be happy, and lead you on a journey to feel more satisfied in your life. And it's just funny how we, he went f- from that to Dear John. Or, uh, let's see what else we got here. Um,
1: did he do Fault in Our Stars?
0: No, that was, uh, that was not him. I don't know. I can tell you. Fault in That's Our okay. Stars. I, I, no, it's no. not
1: Nicholas Sparks. We don't care. We're talking John, Nicholas Sparks in this John show. John
0: Green did Fault in Our Stars, oh. and it's his fault, really. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, movie, yeah, it's okay. You know, if mm-hmm. if we're scale of one to tening it, like uh, you like to do on some of your other shows, uh, yeah, it's you know six. If the wife ever wanted to watch it, I'll sit through it again, you know. But I'm not going to go
1: out of my way to watch it. It's just, yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. I don't think it's as like sentimental or weepy or uh, even as romantic as The Notebook. Well, but it's I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's it's again it's it's fine. I'm going to say it, it's fine. I would give it probably like a six. Like it's it's nothing offensive about it other than. Uh, the fact that Henry Thomas could have used more scenes but and the fact that they go uh, Channing Tatum and Amanda Seafried are like at this house that 's being built and it starts starts raining, which gave me flashbacks to the notebook and uh, that may just made me go yeah the notebook was a better film, but really what can you do i mean i
0: mean i don 't have yeah. any positive memories about the notebook, so i i don 't know if I can like I can't disagree with you, but I also can't, you know, staunchly defend my, you know, my stance on it. I just the notebook to me was, man, that was cannon fodder.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh it's a, again, it's a movie that if you've seen it, if you if if you like this movie, you've probably already seen it, and if you haven't seen it already you no matter what we say here, it's not going to change your mind. Uh, you're just going to be like, okay, cool. Um, it's a movie. And so if you want to see Channing Tatum in a good role, you're going to watch step up Two. not so much GI Joe, which, uh, as a fan of GI Joe and someone who aspired to make the GI Joe movie, that was a, a huge letdown. Um, but I would also say, uh, go watch This Is The End because Channing Tatum has a really good cameo in that.
0: I Can, can I speak freely?
1: Uh, you have 40 seconds to speak freely. I didn't hate G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it was G.I. Joe. All
0: right. Uh, so we're running out of time. Where can people find us uh, on social media, Chad?
1: Well, you can find me on Twitter at Chad Smart. It's, it's very simple. It's nine letters. Uh, they all or just how it sounds. So you can find me there.
0: Find the show on Facebook at just, you know, facebook.com and search for Greg and Chad's power half hour. And you can find me on Twitter at the hooch 36. And I guess we're out of time.
1: We are officially out of time. This is a production of the jittery monkey podcast network.